1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by the Encouragement app. If you're struggling up that hill, if you need to tough out those last few miles, if you can't muster the strength to set up your tent, just hit the play button on the Encouragement app. It will tell you that you can do it in an increasingly louder and more intense voice until your task is complete. Then you just hit the green button and it will give you a virtual knuckles with a rare picture of Derek smiling. So whether it's conquering the mountain or unloading the dishwasher, the Encouragement app can help check things off the list. What, 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 what's going on, backpacking and blisters family? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who responds with, stop calling me names when someone shouts, I found some honeysuckle on the trail, <laughs> Carl Mandrioli. What's going on, big boy? Branch it out. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. You like that one? Uh, welcome like to the Backpacking Blisters podcast, everybody. With me today is Derek Somerville. He is the only man who thinks the shows he's streaming are always asking for his resume. <laughs> it's it's resume, Derek. They're just asking you to resume the show. Wow. Wow, that yeah. was. You, if you have to explain your joke, I don't know. Is that a good joke? Yeah. No, no, no. I no, no. I'm not explaining it to all the folks out there. I'm explaining it to yeah. you. Oh, to me. Oh, <laughs> they got cool. it. They got it. They got it. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. We have a legend on today. Yes. Uh, he's been with us kind of since the beginning. I want to say. Is that is that accurate? Uh, he was it. Yeah, not season really. Two? Close, close. Yeah, I think season two ish. Season two. Yeah, he's been with us. Yeah, from. Yeah, pretty early on. They have Rowan yeah. Smith, our friend across the pond, as they as they call it. He's, a gem. Oh, is it across the pond when it's the Pacific? I don't know. Uh, it's not, but we could say it is. The pond, right. I believe, is the Atlantic. But if, if you right. want to go backwards, um, we're going to talk about going backwards. Across the lake. About some things later in this episode that Carl will try to explain, but okay. not do well, very well. Either way, he is he's like a mainstay in our show, and we might have him on even more frequently because he's always just dropping... It's a wisdom our way, yeah. and we're picking them up. Nuggets. A lot of gold nuggets. He's just a, a nice, smart. We got, so we have our Bible verse for the episode, Romans 8, 18. Mm-hmm. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Mm. So, Derek, mm-hmm. do you have an eternal perspective on things like physical pain, mm. hardships, mm. and for you, just making it through your shopping experience? <laughs> <laughs> I have an eternal perspective on this friendship. Uh, I don't okay. Know. Yeah. You know, I we'll try be friends to be, in heaven. 
you know, we'll talk about it. Maybe uh, when we get there, <laughs> we'll figure. We'll figure we're it gonna, out. We're gonna sit down. We'll, we'll just get sit there. down in heaven yeah. and we'll Let's talk about friendship. Let's see where we're at. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> no other response. I, I stumped you. Where I stumped you on this one. <laughs> that's that's okay. it. I got nothing else. <laughs> that was a great show, everybody. We'll have a good one. All right. Well, let's get to let's get to the meaty part of the show here. So, without Rowan. further ado, here is Rowan Smith from Summit Strength. All right. All right. We are here with our good friend Rowan Smith coming to you all the way from Australia. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pumped to be back on board. It's been, uh, been a little while, and I'm, I'm really excited to have a chat. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We, we always love having you. I think I think this is one of Derek's favorite episodes each, each season because... Uh, Derek's trying to get fitter, right? Who doesn't love to talk to Rowan? He's got some great, great things to talk about every time. Yeah, I've been trying to get more fit. I got myself a tonal. I got some, you know, exercise equipment, eating better. But, uh, okay. you know, I'm always up to uh, get better than that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. uh, but well, Rowan's, Rowan's, you've had some, you've had some life changing things going on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you alluding to, Derek? What are you, uh, <laughs> you want to, you want to drop in? Uh, some, somebody got, somebody got married or attached or hitched or something there. I heard. Officially got hitched about what, six weeks ago now, I think, which was, uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank yes. you. Thank you. It was, uh, every, yeah. I think everybody's wondering, um, is the lucky lady, uh, one of your customers? <laughs> We, we uh, no, no, not quite, not quite. Yeah, she's, Were you uh, like stretching out some some tendons and, and just sparks flew, or like what? what how, how did this all happen? Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, I've seen some stories of that, but that's never been uh, never been my jam with my clients. But no, she uh, she's a friend friend of a sister, so it was a little bit a uh, little bit of a more oh. friendly place to get someone uh, meet friend someone. I should sister. say, yeah, that's it. Nice. Or sister of a friend, I should say, sister of a friend. Oh, sister of a friend. Okay. okay. So did you, wow. yeah, so how did you, what was the first kind of meetup? Were you guys doing like a game night, a lot of balderdash or what's going on? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a, a blast from the past. And I, and I wasn't like 15 or 16 years old, but I was probably, yeah. I don't know, 22. But I was in my best mate's backyard in a barbecue at a house party um, where we met up and, and got together. Like classic, like, you know, you're, you revert to the past with all your friends from high school, like going out and have a party. Right. Right. But I did this when I was like 22 right. or 23, like just random, randomly threw a party and, and it happened like that. So, so yeah, it's a okay. bit of a nasty story, but, uh, but there you go. Now at the barbecue, did you ask your friend, hey, can you ask your sister if she likes anybody in a more than friends kind of way here? Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't quite that bad. Okay, okay. Well, just check. He passed. He had a friend pass her a note, and then that's how they- <laughs> It was on a post-it like, note, yellow post-it note. Check, check, yes, or check no in the box. And then that's, how, that's what happened. All right. Well, I would like so. to apologize- on behalf of Derek and I, we haven't been checking our spam folders and emails, so you probably sent us an invite and we did not make it. So, of course he did. Yeah, of course sorry he did. about that. <laughs> oh, you know, next time, next time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> really, yeah, congratulations. I know we're kind of making light of it, but it's, it's a really big deal. And so, nice. yeah, we Thank wish you. you the best with that. Thank so, you. okay, uh, moving on to some backpacking-related stuff here. So, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Trekking Magazine has you ranked as the third best trainer of all time. Mm. Any guesses as to who's ahead of you? Um, I don't know. To be honest, Trekking Magazine. There you go. Yeah, Trekking Magazine. Yeah, Australia Magazine. (laughs) Maybe 
I don't know if you're, you're pulling, yank, yanking, yanking my chain here, but uh, there's a few <laughs> people, maybe maybe the guys at Uphill Athlete, maybe uh, the okay. guys, uh, yeah, I don't know. There you go. You've got me stumped. They're number four. Yeah, they. I think they, they ranked some Americans pretty high. I don't know why Australia feels like they got to, you know, lean on the Americans for this, but I've got down... Uh, Jane Fonda okay. is number two. And then, yeah, there you go. You sucked uh, me in there. You got me. Mm, mm. <laughs> was Donald Donald Trump, I think, was number one? No, that, I, I had Trump? Johnny Karate as number one. Oh, so, Johnny Karate. Johnny Karate. I don't know if he's a real trainer. But oh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, either way, number three is that there's no shame in that. So It's not Johnny from Karate Kid? Is that maybe? Okay. No, no. Right. It's a Parks and Rec yeah. reference. Yeah, Sorry. Chris Pratt right. reference. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to Summit Strength. What's, what's new in the world of Summit Strength? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think since last time we uh, we, we, we chat, uh, it's a lot of new, a lot new. So we've been kind of kind of growing, building out our team. We've been sort of taking on some really, really cool coaches who have been helping me out. So no longer the one-man band doing everything, which is which is awesome. Nice. So, um, so, <laughs> so yeah, we're just sort of building out some really cool stuff. We've got specialists in different areas helping out, like been updating all my education stuff. So that's turned into like this absolutely awesome like resource platform for our clients and yeah, it's been a really exciting year. Is it hard to find like good coaches and like people who are qualified or is it like an easy process? At this stage, it's been easy for the fact that I've just been picking people out of kind of my network who I already know and who I okay. know would be a really good fit. And then because yeah. we can offer them like, hmm. you know, a pretty cool role of working with hikers, being somewhere like completely remote, choose your own hours and all that, you know, it's a, right. it's a, it's a nice, nice offer. And then go over That's the cool. years as a sort of like, run out of the people in my network and actually have to look for people in in the real world i think yeah it's going to get a bit tricky because obviously mm. we've got to find someone who's going to be both a good trainer knowledgeable and also like is sort of in line with our values but then also right. like you know we're sort of in the same thing in the hiking world like obviously you got to know about what they're hiking and there's not a huge amount of people out there with both of those skill sets i suppose but uh but That's yeah true. at this stage it's been good you're gonna have to get those interview questions ready you know, maybe oh, an audition. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what about, um, let's get to know, we, I feel, Carl, I feel like we need to get to know Ron a little bit better. I feel like we, these are questions like we, we, we he's been on our show for years, but now. there's, but there's, I feel like there's questions we should have asked him like three years ago. We haven't done right, it really. Right, so it. let's, let's just get to the nitty gritty, the core, the deep stuff. What's your favorite piece of gear, Ron? So this is going to be like lightning we'll round. What's your favorite piece of gear? So favorite piece You're of gear, for sure. Like it might not be the the answer you're expecting, but it's definitely my Kindle oh. on the trail. What? Whether it's a day hike or an overnight or a multi-day. Yeah. Oh, man. It, wow. like, it just makes my hike. And if I forget it, I'm in like okay. pieces. Like I Carl love just, just Carl's no longer a fan of yours, by the way. <laughs> Can I guess what... What book you have queued up right oh, now? You, you'll never guess in a million years. So Harry see. Potter. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not quite. Not quite. Chamber of Secrets. That's that's Ali, my wife. Like she lives for that. Like okay, uh, but, uh, but uh, not hilarious. quite. <laughs> gotcha. Twilight. Okay. Twilight? What, do, what do you have? What, what's what's up? What, what's on your list right now? <laughs> Here we go. I, I, I'm currently in the midst of you know those like really trashy kung fu movies that like the really corny ones that are <laughs> yes. like dubbed in that i've just gotten into this genre of like books like that like they're so okay. trashy they're so bad <laughs> okay. that it's just really? like it's just an escape it's so funny i don't know what, where it came from yeah but, uh, so yeah if you so. like tra if you like cheesy kung fu movies like i do have you watched the ip ip the ip man series uh, i was uh i watched it many years ago and i think i'm gonna gonna re-watch it now i'm back in back in okay. the action with it all so Phenomenal. I watched like uh, just, Hidden Dragon, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon the other day and all of that. Of course. So, oh, yeah, getting into magical. it. Okay. Getting into it. 
Excellent. That's really cool, man. Okay. All right. That I would not have get. You're right. I would not yeah, have guessed that. Go. So. Yeah. Next question is, what's your favorite meal on the trail? Mm. What do you like to eat on the trail if there's a go-to? It's not so much a meal, but I'd never allow myself to eat this at home because I just go nuts on it. I go ballistic on it. I make myself a bit sick. So it's only allowed on the trail, but it's like cheese, salami, and crackers. Like, oh, like <laughs> I just have no off switch with that at all. So it's only allowed on the trail, and I just love it's it. It's discipline. That's so funny. It's discipline. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cracker sandwich. I like that one. Okay. All right. Give me, let me give you one more. What, what is your bucket list trail that tops your list? Like the place you want to go that you haven't been to? Yeah. So I was kind of, there's a, there's a few sort of fighting for it, but I think like at, at the moment, at the moment, the priority is I really, really want to go hike in like the Isle of Skye over in uh, Scotland. Um, I had a client who did that the other day and just she was sending like amazing photos back and we're going to Scotland next year and I was like you know what that's top of the list at the moment so yeah really looking forward to to going over there yeah checking it out that sounds great okay so that's on your list and you're actually going to make it happen though very soon that's it that's it he's a doer Carl he's a doer yeah I don't know why we would think otherwise I apologize I mean I'm Scottish (laughs) and that makes me my heart warm does it that's what it does oh that's good to hear I will say that I went to Scotland one time in July and that was freezing in July. Freezing there. Maybe bring a rain jacket. Just suggestion. It, it does get wet. <laughs> well, last time I was there, I tried to do a bit of hiking, and I was young and I was dumb, and I wasn't. It wasn't a hiking trip, but I was like, you know what? I'm in Scotland. I'm backpacking around. I'm just gonna do a bit of hiking. Yeah. And then tried to go out in like canvas shoes, and <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and obviously that doesn't really agree with uh, the the Scottish weather. So I'm I'm older. I'm wiser. So maybe I will bring mm, a rain okay. jacket this time. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What what brand of rain jacket would you bring? Out of curiosity. Are there other than REI, which Ooh. No, they don't have REI over there. I know. That's why I'm saying. Okay. So I've got my, uh, and it's 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 not like the best brand in the world. A lot of people aren't a big fan of them. I'm over here, but I really like this jacket. It's a Kathmandu, um, just oh. a just a mm. waterproof jacket. But it's in the summer strength orange, and I've had it for years, and I okay. love it. So even if Kathmandu isn't the most renowned brand in the world, it's, it's working. Uh, that's, I, love I think that they're jacket. more well known in Australia, and yeah, New Zealand. And I remember when I was over there, mm. I don't know if it's still popular, but if you went to New Zealand, everybody had a Kathmandu black puffy mm. jacket. Like everybody. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we started counting them. We're like, hey, we're going to go out in a crowd and there's one, two, three. Like it was just ridiculous. So I don't know if that's still oh. popular, but fun fact. There you go. All right. Thanks. So, all right. Thanks. So for those of you that have not heard an episode with Rowan before, he is the host of the Training for Trekking podcast. And what's great about his show, aside from all of the knowledge that he gives, the episodes are very bite-sized. So you don't need to spend a lot of time and you're going to have something that you can kind of walk away with that is very applicable to to training. Is that a fair way to describe it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They're all pretty uh, short, shot, and sweet. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to hit on some sample tips from some of your more recent podcast episodes. And so that's kind of where our line of questioning is going here. So um, the first episode I want to reference... I think was inspired by Derek. Uh, it was called Today I Felt Like a Failure. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's named after your shoulders. Okay, right? yeah, that's what it so, was, yeah. yeah. So uh, so what's one tip you have for bouncing back from a terrible, demoralizing training session or worse, like a bad event? Yeah. So this happens, you know, all the time and we all go through it and it's something a lot of clients might run into and they have like, yeah, a terrible training session, there's a bad event, even they'll just go out and have a bad hike and just everything will go wrong. And it can just knock you around. And we're all mm-hmm. our worst enemies. We get in our head. We just spiral out of control. So we all go through it. So the best piece of advice um, in right. any of these situations is as soon as you can is just get some type of small win under your belt. 
So what I mean by that is just something where you mm. can just tick off and be like, boom, I achieved that. That was good. That was positive. Happy days. So if it was a training session that you had a bad session right. the day before, the next day, wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to do something that's really, really easy, really, really achievable. Might be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, something that I know I'm going to succeed in. I know it's going to make me feel good. And you can tick that off. And you're like, boom, you know what? I'm back on track. Um, mm. Or with the hiking, same thing. If you've gone out and done a big hike and you've just, everything's gone, gone wrong and you're like, oh my gosh, my confidence is rattled. You know, next weekend, get back in the saddle, but just go out and just do something that's like an hour or two hours, like something really short and enjoyable and achievable. And just being able to get that in sooner rather than later, instead of like wallowing in this uh, this feeling mm -hmm. of uh, disappointment, it's it's just such an important thing and so valuable. So yeah, definitely best piece of advice there. Yeah, and I think... I mean, there's, there could be, you know, a variety of reasons why you had a bad training session or a bad event, but I guess, yeah, when I first saw that title, I thought, you know what, maybe like, you know, you're overworked over your, your body is fatigued. And so I don't know if that's a common issue that you're seeing where people are overworking themselves. And so as a result, their muscles can't function, you know, in prime time, but you're saying like, regardless, just get back out there, get, get that mind right. Yeah. But in the sense that like, it's not going to be something strenuous or like, you know, you may be overworked okay. absolutely, but it's still, even if you're knackered, like this is still achievable and it's not going to run you to the ground, mm -hmm. but it's just getting some of that positive feelings out of it. That'd be like, Carl, go back to the store with your weighted backpack and walk around the store, you know, get back. I could out, do that. Get back out that's there. achievable. Walk around like the mall. That. Walk around the mall. Well, okay. Well, that's, a, that's going a little farther. Okay, to be honest. Too much. Well, you okay. use the escalator. That's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking for you, yeah, it'd be like hike a stair, just one. Just, that, that's a lot. Uh, you know, okay. okay. Uh, let's let's see. What's next up? We have, uh, if you get nauseous when hiking up hills, um, what's one tip either for overcoming this or preventing getting nauseous when hiking up hills in the first place, yeah, would you yeah. say? So this is something that's uh, that a couple of my clients sort of came back to us, which in inspired this episode. Um, while I was talking about is that's a kind of feeling when you've got a steep ascent and you no, know, a lot of us get tired, we right. get huffed and puffed and this and that, but some people just go over that kind of line and yeah, just start to feel a bit gross and nasty. And obviously that's not what we want on the trail. Right. So right. the best piece of advice that I can kind of give you, there's a few things that can go into it, but if that is something that you've ran into in the past or whatever it may be, nine times out of 10, it's kind of a pacing issue of like how heavy or how quick you've been pushing yourself right. and it tends to happen when you're out with a group of hikers or someone who might be just a bit quicker than your normal pace right. so if that is something you've dealt with in the past it's really sort of a case of as opposed to going in that mindset attacking the hill and be like you know what i just wanted this to be over i'm going to push it smash it like get to the top and i'll be knackered but i'll get it done or i'm going to keep up with this faster hike or a faster group or whatever it may be but instead mm. just holding yourself back in regards to pacing on the hill it may take longer but you're not really working at that higher intensity of your you know energy systems which can lead to a little bit of feeling gross and a little bit of nausea yeah so the yeah. easiest yeah. way to judge that kind of intensity um is as you're hiking up the hill trying to stick to a pace where you can kind of almost constantly breathe through your nose or if you if it's a bit cold if your nose is stuffed um at a com uh, pace where you can carry a conversation um, mm -hmm. And that's just a really nice way of just limiting your pace. So you're using an energy system, which isn't going to get you super nauseous. It's not going to get that feeling. Um, might take a lot, lot longer, but if you're struggling with that, that's the that's a really, really good measure to, to aim for. I like that. I can remember when we were doing, uh, I think it was Maroon Bells. Uh, was was that when one of our guys brought the, uh, the, the real horseshoe set, Carl? Right. And so anyway, he was struggling because he decided to fast on this trip for some odd reason. And, uh, I think I, I think I was just wearing out from some of the altitude. So I remember we got to the place where we were like 
going up a really steep incline and I was like, let's just, let's just walk 50, 50 steps or a hundred steps or something like that. And then we'll just take like a 30 second minute break and let's right. go another hundred steps. So we just kept doing that over and over and we eventually uh, made it to the top. But it was, I think it was just like getting your mind to do something else other than thinking about the pain you're mm. going through was really crucial. Just either I'm just going to keep counting and, 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 and see my goal up ahead. If there's a little bit of shade up there, I'm going to like rest right there or whatever was, was huge. So right. I, I, I get behind that. That's great. I think this is also based on what you're saying there, Ron, I think this is a confidence issue too, because you're saying don't try to keep up with the group ahead of you. Just go your own pace, monitor your own breathing, make sure that you're able to, you know, breathe through your nose or hold a conversation. But when I was younger, I was, I was wanting, I was motivated to keep up with the fastest person. I was trying to prove myself and then as I've gotten older, I still feel kind of this like sense of pride. Like I don't want to fall too far behind. If we're having a conversation, I'm struggling. I'll just ask the questions. They can answer them while I listen, but I'm still trying to keep up. And so it feels uncomfortable to be like, hey, can you mm-hmm. either slow down for me or you just kind of drop off the back end of the conversation? So yeah. I think confidence is part of that issue, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's like, you know, as we sort of, you know, with people, I guess, we're comfortable with or as we've got a few more years of hiking under our belt, you know, having that sort of conversation or taking that decision to do your own pacing, it, it, it's never easy, but it does, you know, get a little bit easier. But I t- particularly mm-hmm. find it from people who are, you know, in the early days of their hiking or maybe they've been hiking for a while and they're kind of really just stepping into hiking groups or with friends and, and yeah, they're kind of, that confidence just isn't there to say, look, I'm going to take charge of how I'm going to go and I'm, you know, I'll catch up here at the top of the hill or whatever it may be. It's definitely a tricky thing and it's a tricky conversation to have, but, but yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head confidence. Like it's a confidence issue definitely goes into it. I don't know if there's a solution for me, Derek, but, um, I'll try to be better. Well, your insecurity knows no bounds. So I don't, that's true. That is true. I don't know what we do about you. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just need to be coached (laughs) up by Rowan. It sounds like. Are there like life-size Star Wars droids that could follow him and like he could sit on them and while they roll them up or something? Yeah, that's helpful. Is there anything? I, mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of options, you know. All right, next one we got is don't ignore the early warning signs. That was an episode you had. So what's one example of a tricky situation we should pay attention to and take seriously when training for our big adventure? Yeah, yeah. So the one that, like, I think what I was, like, kind of getting at on that particular podcast is is just that that sort of warning sign of the body starting to get in pain or or uncomfortable and it's this sort of thing that i hear from a lot of Mm -hmm. people particularly when they've got like a a trip in their sights like they're like hey i've got this hike coming up in you know a couple of months or three months or whatever it may be and they're like look i really gotta get fit for this so they put their head down they start doing training more hiking this and that but then after like you know a certain point start sometimes things start to get a little bit sore and like achy or painful the feet the shins the knees whatever it may be really really common thing right and so at that point if you do start noticing pain that's something we want to pay attention to and it's sort of the body saying okay look maybe something just needs to be adjusted here maybe just need to have a you know a week of a bit lighter maybe you need to sort of approach your training slightly different maybe something's going on you just need to have a think about but quite often i'll hear stories of, of hikers who like they're like look you know, I'm on a timeline. I'm going to get ready for this trip. I don't need to be squeezing in more hiking. So they ignore that. They just keep on doing what they're doing. And then week after week, it kind of gets worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, it ends up this tricky situation where they're like, you know what, two, three, four weeks out from their hike. And they're like, actually, you know what? I can't get on the trail without you know, taking a whole handful of ibuprofen or something like that. Um, and they're just in this bad spot and they just don't really have enough time right. to kind of get it, let it to settle before the trip. 
But if they'd sort of looked at it earlier, then obviously that's a much simpler story. So yeah, early warning signs. If you're getting mm. into pain, look, you probably do want to pay attention to it. There could be a bunch of things contributing to it, but definitely something worth thinking about and paying attention to and, and potentially adapting around. Nice. Yeah. What I hear from this is I'm imagining, you know, people are like, okay, it's time to get in shape. And so they watch, you know, the beginning of Rocky Four. They listen to Eye of the Tiger and they go from zero to 100 miles an hour. And after day one, they're just incredibly sore, but they just keep going and keep going. And so my guess is a lot of the reason why they're feeling those pains is because they haven't, you know, worked up to whatever that fitness level is and they're just going. They're just getting after it. Is that pretty? Is that what you're finding out? Yeah, that's definitely on like one end of the scale when this will happen, like after literally yeah, a week or two, and they just throw themselves in the deep end. Um, and then quite often as well, right. like even around about week five or six is sort of something that a lot of people who may not be complete in the deep end, but they start like getting, you know, that feeling when you go on that journey and you get through the first few weeks of soreness and tiredness and you're like, you know what, I'm feeling good. I'm noticing a change. I'm getting quicker on the trail. I can do more. And they just get like caught up in that mm-hmm. and just do more and more and more and more. And then, you know, things creep up from there. Right. So, uh, so yeah, definitely like can happen in the first, uh, first week or so as well. Um, do see that quite a bit as well. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right, so that so this is like a little taste of what Rowan's podcast has. So if you want more tips along those lines, and of course a million other topics, you can check that out. But I've got my own training tips, Rowan, run by you. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. We've we've talked about in past the uh, the backpack at the grocery store that Derek already referenced. We've talked about having a parachute behind you for resistance training, and <laughs> so far you haven't really jumped on any of these. I don't think you're prescribing them to any of your clients yet, but. Uh, Shocking, shocking. I got another one, though. Another one here, oh, okay? All right, bring uh, it. We're all ears. Okay, all ears. so I know that you're probably doing a lot of training outside, but one of the most common machines or exercises I hear people doing when they're trying to get fit, especially going zero to you know being fit, is the stair climber, all right? Especially for, for hiking and trekking. But the stair climber is just going in one direction. So you're simply training your muscles just going uphill. So it might be really good when you're hiking uphill, but I mean, the, the pounding of going downhill and the full body weight going down on your legs, like that can really tear you up. So what do you yep. think about trying to do the stair climber in reverse? <laughs> in reverse, okay. So what, facing, <sighs> facing the other way? And going up. No, you go down the stair climber. So you got to climb up and then go down. This is something I've thought about a little bit before because I've heard huh. people say the same thing about like going backwards on the treadmill for the same reason. And it kind of okay. like I've been thinking about it and, and I have thought deeply about it before because it kind of makes my like eyes go cross-eyed trying to think like figure out is it, is it the same thing because it kind of makes sense but then it's actually really the same thing. And so to the conclusion I kind of came it's to. It's not really the no, same No, thing. no, not at all. But you know when you second guess yourself and you're like, oh, you know what, like maybe maybe they're onto something. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in that, that respect, it probably does have some benefits in regards to, you know, a lot of the stair climber when you're going up, you're just smashing the quads, stepping, stepping, stepping. But if you're going backwards on those things, mm-hmm. you do hit the sort of hamstrings and the glutes a little bit more, which do play a much bigger role on the downhill. So there's- Oh, uh, you're saying, so keep climbing, but walk backwards. I think we're all confused. Uh, I know I am. I don't know. 
Either way, okay, regardless of how you do it, what do you suggest, Ron? Like, in all honesty, like, you know, that type of stuff can be fun to play around with and, yeah, maybe some elements. But, you know, for me, for my clients, stair climber, you know, it's good cardiovascular work to get yourself ready for uphills. But, you know, it's never going to replicate that downhill. So you can't either want to, if you have the opportunity, getting those hills or stairs outdoors, like that's always going to be better. But if not, if you're, like, stuck in the middle of winter, if you're just, like, you know, training in the city or whatever, um, you can counteract a lot of that by doing like some smart strength training alongside that. So you, you can get your body kind of mostly okay. ready for the descents with other stuff, but probably the stair climbers probably not probably not going to do it. So I would imagine you have to do like work with like what like ankle strengthening or you know things like that to like. Because I feel like when you go downhill, like I'm going to like tweak an ankle or roll something or something like that. Is there is there stuff in that realm that you might touch on just? as people are going downhill to like help them feel more confident going downhill like yeah for sure like the way the way we kind of look at things is sort of you know everyone's a little bit different there's always going to be like a particular i guess weakness of certain right. people so like you know if you're working working up from the bottom so ankles yeah if you're like, if your ankles a little bit unstable and not quite as strong or maybe just don't have the endurance to deal with it yeah that feeling of just getting wobbly ankles or sort of worrying going to slip and this and that it can suck so yeah right. in that situation building up some strength in the ankles doing some direct strength ankle work or some balance work whatever great then you're going to move up to like some people get like really really sore like backs of the calves right, like right. if they're particularly if you're on like muddy uh, a little bit slippery or muddy or snowy because those calves mm. are doing a lot just to help stop your feet sliding right. out from under you. So sometimes they can get really sore and you can build them up. Same thing with the hamstrings. They can get a little bit sore on the slidey mm. stuff. And then on the other side, the quads, they can actually get really sore, like obviously just stabilizing the knee as you go on boom, 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 and you get that whole jelly right. leg in the quads. Right. So everyone's kind of got their certain weaknesses. So the way we sort of operate is like, look, what do you struggle with? You know, what what do you actually feel in these situations? And then we'll hone in on those. Yeah, because pe- people worry about Carl and his what, th- what do they call them? Octopus ankles. They're very like you know kind of hmm. jellyish, gelatinous ankles. Mm. He has so octopus ankles. Like wow. Okay, that's a good one. I like that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got one more for you to run by you, uh, but first I got to ask you: Are you are you a supplement person? Ooh. I go through phases. I go through phases. Okay. So both for myself and for my clients. And then a second question before I reveal what my idea is. Do you see a lot of your clients or yourself have issues in terms of not just soreness, but actual injuries with calves or Achilles? Yeah, yes. Like the Achilles really comes from like for, for the people that we work with, are the people doing the big challenge hikes like they're going out and do 50 kilometers in a day or 100 kilometers over 24 hours or doing like the everest challenge which you guys got over there where they do like you know the climbing equivalent of everest just when they're doing those massive distances we do just do see that a bit because their achilles Mm -hmm. take quite a bit um and then the calves yeah kind of the same thing for the people that are doing those big 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 distances uh definitely something we gotta yeah look out for gotcha all right so i'm not i'm just gonna share with you a uh a physical therapist share with me and my experience. And I'm just curious if you've heard this or have any thoughts or experience with this. So I had an Achilles problem this past summer. Basically he told me to start taking zinc because there's apparently the calves hold a lot Mm. of zinc in them. And I had unwittingly been taking it the week he told me to do that. And my, my Achilles had started feeling like incredibly better, not completely hundred percent or anything, but incredibly better. I just thought it was from like foam rolling or stretching it out really good. But it coincided with taking zinc, and so I've been staying on that mm. supplement for a while, and it's still not 100%, but it's way better than it was. Do you have any thoughts on that, or have you heard anything about that? It's interesting. Like, um, to be honest, like zinc, like, 
yeah, there, there, there's a whole like laundry list of of benefits for zinc. Um, more so for mm-hmm. like if someone's deficient in it, as opposed to like someone who's got healthy zinc levels and they have more, probably not going to do much. So I, I can't, you know, I've never right. specifically really heard of of an overuse injury like going into that, but it could well be because zinc is a, definitely an essential thing if you've been deficient in it. Not something we typically like touch okay. on with our stuff, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. And that's what he was saying was typically people that are seeing these injuries are deficient in zinc. And so that's why taking zinc kind of evens it out, so yeah. to speak. So anyway. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah it is interesting. Uh, yeah, I like and that. I'm not suggesting anything or not telling everybody like this is going to, it's not the magic pill, it's not going to solve your problems. <laughs> it just happened to make things a lot better for me. So just curious. Good old so. uh, octopus angles is zinc deficient, I guess. Okay, well. Or, or yeah, or, or was. Or, not, or anymore. not anymore. That's right. Yeah, that was good. That's a lot of good information to chew on right there. I love it. That's what you get with uh, Rowan. You get like the MacGyver slash Eagle Scout combo. He's, he knows it all and he's very crafty. So I appreciate that. I'm not sure that that adds up right there. But. What are you talking about? Who doesn't love MacGyver? Um, anyway, well, let's, let's, Rowan, I want to give you the chance to promote Summit Strength. Is there anything you want to promote directly through your podcast, Facebook group, et cetera? Now the platform is yours to plug whatever you want to plug mm, for sure i appreciate that and um and yeah like you know for people listening if you haven't guessed already what we do is like online personal training specifically for hikers and backpackers so if anyone was interested in getting some personalized help with their training to help with their time on the trail whether you've got a big trip coming up whether you've got an ache or pain you know getting in the way of your hiking whether you just like you know want to get a little bit fitter a bit of happier on your regular hike so you can properly enjoy them if you want to check that out and sort of learn a little bit of what we do you can go to summitstrength.com.au slash online um, and i've recently done a pretty thorough mm-hmm. video which really goes into the details of kind of what we do what why sometimes the typical approach mm-hmm. to training uh, for hiking is, falls a little bit short for a lot of people and sort of what you know what we offer and what is a little bit different in, in the world of hiking. So yeah, if anyone wants to sort of learn a little bit more about what we do, summitstrength.com.au slash online and you can uh yeah, you can check it out there. Okay. okay. And we'll have that description or we'll have that link in our show description yeah. as always. And pleasure. And Rowan, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for coming on our Love show it. and thanks for all your wisdom advice and yeah. uh putting up with Derek's nonsense. Really appreciate <laughs> it. And congrats on the on the uh, the nuptials. Congrats on that too. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And you know, if you guys end up uh end up going up down, up a stair climber and, and getting to the top and going down the other way i'd love to see a video so. oh oh okay what? challenge is thrown okay we'll talk about that we're gonna definitely carl's on it yeah yeah the history of challenges in this podcast are oh. i follow through and derek does not so nay we'll, nay that's all i can say nay. at least i'm, okay. I'm uh, you know got enough zinc in my body you know so that's good Okay, so I've got some strong reactions to a couple of things you said, but I'll let you go first. You know, let me go first. Well, that's yeah. very thoughtful of you. I'm um, I mean, look, the a he's awesome for putting up with our ridiculousity and our and your absurd questions about uh, what did you have at the end there? Your little you don't even remember. You don't even remember, do you? Stairmaster <laughs> garbage. Your stairmaster garbage. garbage. Your, your all these. All these other issues you have with zinc and okay. deficiencies and whatnot. So he's just, he's very gracious and he has some good insight on all that stuff. So you think that this zinc thing is garbage and you think that training in one direction is garbage? I think your interpretation of all that is garbage. I think okay. the zinc thing is real. Um, it's sad that you are just figuring this out now for your own life, but I'm glad that you <laughs> have everybody's known this for years. Do you have supplements, Carl? Do you have pills in the back pocket when you go hiking now? Is what I want to know. Pills <laughs> do you have zinc pills? What do you do? I think most people's supplements nowadays are ibuprofen, but yeah, oh, I yeah. take supplements, but I haven't. Okay, okay so he, I'll, I'll tell you that 
you know, we have we have like a short term advertising campaign with Athletic Greens, and so um, so I got a hold of some, and that's what I was taking that had zinc that actually apparently was I was deficient in that, so that's kind of how huh. I figured it out. Huh. I hope that boosts your confidence. I know you have the low confidence. We talked about that. Um, so hopefully that'll boost your insecurity and whatnot. So it's he, not, you know, I, I like that he talked about that though. Like, you know, when you, you know, can get your mind on something other than the uphill challenge that you're having. And a lot of us struggle with that. Or a lot of us um, have been through that where you're just, you know, that's all you can think about. Like, Oh, this is hurting. Oh, I look up and mm-hmm. it's like just nothing but Hill. I don't see the crest. I don't see the, the summit or anything. Just to get your mind in a different spot. Those are the battles, right? Those right. are the battles of like willpower overcoming that can kind of be enjoyable when you figure out that you can do it and you can press on and stuff. So, all right. So here's my strong okay, reaction. Now we edited, we always edited our shows. And so we edited it down. So I don't, nobody's going to catch this, but I'll just reveal. Oh. You made the comment about, mm-hmm. do they have some sort of droids that can, you know, chase or help Carl get up the hill or whatever you said. Yeah. And uh, he had no response for that. He, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of filled in the gaps, but it was, yeah, definitely like awkward silence because he's like, I don't, I don't even want to respond to that. Do we push that's, it too far with the droids? Was that? Well, if you mean we, you mean you, that's, that's you. You're the one talking about the droids. Maybe he was just thinking about it. Maybe he's like, you know what? Maybe like, that's maybe something. Maybe I could invent that. I could, admi- I could market that. Is there you know? a way to make people lazier? Maybe you uh, have some droids. Yeah. Okay. I What's doubt that he's of- thinking that. Probably not, no. Yeah. But in your case, maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> All right. The other one he, he said that was uh, that stood out to me was he, like right at the end, threw out the stair climber challenge. Mm. So where he wanted us to get a video going downhill on the stair climber. And so I we all love. know that you're not likely to do this. I don't have a stair climber thing. Yeah, neither do I. I just go to the gym, right? Do you have a free gym? Free? No. You go, <laughs> you're going to go get a day pass just to do this? <laughs> Set the tripod up next to the Stairmaster? The options are either it's the free or you get a day pass. There's no possibility I'd have like a membership, right? <laughs> do you do you have a membership to the gym? Girl? I do have a membership, Look at yeah. you, buddy. Huh? I know, I know. Watch out. Okay. Watch out. So you could get a day pass, though, for sure. You get like 24-hour fitness is all around you. Yeah. Just show up. Just show just up. Just say, hey. Just say, hey, I'm here for one reason. I just want to go down. Look, there. I got a tripod and a camera. I need to make some. <laughs> I need to make some footage. I need to make some magic. Do you think that if, if 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 you sign up for the day pass, they're viewing you as like a potential client, and then you go immediately to that stair climber machine and you start going downhill? Would they just be like, "Okay, sir, out, out"? Here's the problem: like, what if they don't have the stair climber that I want? What if it's just not there anymore? Oh, they do. It's a it's a mainstay in gyms nowadays. Right, okay. it's, we've got a bunch of them, and. I, I, you know, you can, we can play this what if game, but we know you're not doing it. Let's be honest. Well, here. if you know you have and you have a membership, why would I? I mean, this is your baby. Can, no, this we is both your do baby. It. We both do it. It is my idea. You want to train your downhill muscles. So for sure. Well, I'm outside. I'm not the stair climber guy in the first place, mm. but a, a couple years ago we had John Kelly, JK yeah. for, uh, on our show. And he was talking about how he lost a bunch of weight by just using the stair climber at the gym. Yeah. And so that's what made me think of this question is like, he's just going uphill nonstop. Right. This is not good for the downhill stuff. Horrible. That's why I asked. Yeah. yeah. That's why I asked. So okay. maybe, you know, he, he's to be on our show soon. So maybe we have him take that challenge. I think that's appropriate. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll swing back to that, but I was more addressing the concept of the challenge that you're refusing to do, no matter whether you lose trivia or not. So we'll see. We'll see if you can come through with something without having to, ha- you know, me to hold your hand. 
We'll find out. And I just want to see if you can pass the trivia because you've been messing up. Uh, you've you've gotten a couple, but this this we'll see. Okay, before we do trivia, we have Rowan's Facebook group, which is a large group full of good information and inspiration. We've got that linked in our show description, and as we already said, we've got his podcast linked in our show description as well. And you got trivia, right? I got trivia. Okay. And we're going to do some trivia, guys, right after this. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com all right, what kind of trivia you got? I got uh, just just nature slash uh, fitness trivia for you today. Okay, okay. so oh, semi semi related, semi related, not really, but here we go. Okay, all right, three questions for four. Well, maybe we'll see. Uh, number one, <laughs> what fruit did the Native Americans use to treat wounds? And also dye their clothes <laughs> in the wild. You're big on berries out there. I figured let's have a berry question. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I should probably know this. You're right. Okay, go ahead. Go Look, ahead. there's there's three types of berries. What did okay. they use to treat wounds and okay. dye clothes? So you like to eat berries on the trail. I figured this is appropriate. Is it blackberries? Okay. Is it cranberries? Or is it elderberries? Oh my gosh. First of all, let's clarify. Here we go. We can't answer. We can't <laughs> no, answer it because you're questioning. <laughs> Welcome back, Derek, to your bad questions. Welcome back because there's so many tribes of Native Americans in uh -huh. so many different regions. It uh -huh. depends because they don't have access to these berries. So, like, can you give me a region? Well, I'm giving you the berries. I'm giving you the berries, which should tell you. It what shouldn't you need to know. tell me because you could die. You could use those berries to die. Anything. And I don't know medicinal properties of berries. 
I apologize. I am giving you a 33.3% okay. chance. Um, if you're talking about like right. a Northwestern tribe, then I would say blackberries. It's cranberries. Nice try. Okay. Cranberries I would use to <laughs> treat wounds and dye the clothes. Oh <laughs> my only, gosh. That's it. If you, if you had your berry knowledge on point, this wouldn't okay. be a problem. If any of you were thinking, you know what? In the past few weeks, Derek's actually gotten better at trivia. Nobody was No, he hasn't. That. No, he hasn't. <laughs> you know what? I got my style. You got yours. Okay. All right. Number two. Okay. How long does it take the body to fully acclimate to training in heat? Oh, is it three to five days, Carl? Okay. Is it 10 to 14 days? Is it six to seven days? <laughs> How long does it take uh, to 10 acclimate? to 14 days is my guess. Correct. Okay. That's Correct. A, that was a guess. I didn't even know. I'm just that guessing. That was a Google faster than I could even see. Wow. Nice job. Okay. All right. Number three, fit people tend to do what more than unfit people? <laughs> <laughs> this is so generic and general and open-ended. Oh, this, my goodness. No, I'm going to give you specific. Okay. This is not that. This is more specific okay. than you think. Do fit people tend to sweat more than unfit people? Okay. Eat more? Sleep more? Or complain about their shoulders more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to go sleep more. It is sweat more. Fit people tend to sweat more because their bodies are working and growing and doing things. Okay. This okay. is why you don't sweat a lot. So I'm just saying fail the trivia. You fail the trivia. I do have a bonus question. I do have a bonus question. Will this let me pass the trivia? If I It'll still it? be 50%, so you still fail, but it's more of like a grudge then, match. Then why do I want to do the bonus question? Well, it's kind of fun. Okay. Uh, this is totally random, but what animal, since we're talking about nature, animal, what mm. animal... <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to ask, but I can already tell it's terrible based on the fact you're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing at your own question. <laughs> okay. What animal does a vampire change into? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, what are the options here? There's no option. It's filled oh, in blank. Okay, a bat? You got it. Good job. Okay. Right. <laughs> it was that easy. I just wanted to give uh, you one <laughs> wow. that I knew you would get right. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So it's another failed All trivia. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, another failed trivia. We're tied one to one now. And uh, Wait, we'll that was your happens. first failed trivia? For the season. We haven't started. The season hasn't been going very long. Uh, I thought you had yeah. two at least. Okay. No, no. Okay. So thank you for that amazing, amazingly crafted trivia. We got a, I got a couple tidbits. We got... We got a message from Rocky, so here's, here's what we got. Yo, B&B, this is Rock, and I've got some people that want to say hi. I've also got a shout-out doors at the end of this. Ready? Go. This is Logan. Hi. This is Hudson. Hi. This is Ryder. Hi. Now, Ryder is one of Logan and Hudson's friends, and the shout-out doors is going to go to Ryder's dad, Colby. Colby takes a life straw with him just about everywhere that he goes. He has one in all of his cars. He has one in most of the bags that he carries, just in case there's ever some sort of an emergency. The man is going to have clean water, not just on the trail, but, I mean, even in, who knows, what, the middle of an earthquake? Talk about being prepared. Shout outdoors to Ryder's dad, Colby, with his life straw preparedness. So, yeah, Rocky's talking about carrying a life straw around with you at all times in case there's some natural 
apocalyptic disaster or if you're in the back country. What, what do you think about that? Are you gonna you gonna do that or what? Yeah, honestly, I think it's Colby. It sounds like a uh, he's got it in his car. So is that like a carpool prepper? Is that carpool that is? prepper. Ooh, yeah, that's a new thing. He has a car all the time. Is that a new thing? I bet, yeah, I can see that. It is now. I think he invented that because yeah. you got to be prepped for all circumstances. You're stuck by the side of the road. Nobody's coming. There's probably a stream nearby. Yeah, you got water. You got a water source, right? Would you? Like, here's a scenario. You're you're in the carpool. You have your life straw. Mm-hmm. Natural disaster shuts down the road. You can't go anywhere. You got to sit there and wait for I don't know mm-hmm. something. But there right. is gutter water. Do you go right. suck up some gutter water? So gutter water is going to have chemicals in it too, right? Which is not going to mm. get filtered out. It's not. I mean, it'll filter no. out some of the bacteria, but not the chemicals. So yeah, I mean, obviously life-threatening situation, of course. But if it's, you know, you can tough it out, then no. Would you? I'm going to be waiting until I get pretty desperate to pull out that for the gutter water. I, I'm going to say that life straw, if you look at, you know, the old magazine pictures or what you see online with the guy sucking from the stream with, you know, using that old school straw, mm. I think like their yeah. advertising tactics were successful because people are like, in a pinch, this can be a good emergency filter. You never know. But, right, exactly. But I don't know anybody who uses that as their main filter or who's had to use that as a backup filter. So if mm. I'm ignorant of this, please reach out and let me know where LifeStraw kind of saved you when you were, you know, when something broke or whatever. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people have bought that filter and simply not used it mm. or only used it because they felt like they had to. Yeah, I could see that. I could. Yeah. Okay. If Colby feels more comfortable driving around with the filter in his trunk, then I say, you know what, if that provides comfort, just enjoy. Enjoy the drive, my friend. Colby, you carpool prep to your heart's delight. That's right. You be That's the carpool prepper. Say. There yeah. we go. All right. Exactly. Thank you for that, Rocky. And uh, speaking of Rocky, Ooh. Rocky actually has one of his songs on Spotify. Giddy up. Yeah, so you can actually, I think anybody who has Spotify can, can check it out. So I think the song he has is called Getaway. Okay. Under the band name One for the Ages, and oh. One is spelled W O N, as if you're oh. winning for one. the ages. Yeah, you know it's funny. He called me a while, like four years ago, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to play keyboards on my song. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is the song, but uh, you know, never wait, got you that think, call." Wait a minute, a second. Are you claiming credit for the song? Like you're keyboarding this, like from a recording a long time ago? Did you hear what I just said? No. This is this is no. I'm saying he he claimed that he was going to call me to play some keyboards on uh, his, okay. his his uh, song, but I never heard I never heard back. So so you feel like this song is either a missing keyboards or he found somebody else, not you, and you feel a little bit slighted. Oh, could be both. I don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll go either way. Go check it out, guys. I'm sure it's awesome. Check it out. Okay. Exactly. All right. So there's that. And then I've got a, we got another review. Like like I said, we haven't been Ooh. getting a lot of reviews, so we appreciate all the ones that we get. Precious. Yeah. And I, I kind of was sharing this with you last night, and you were unable to find the review. On yeah, I wasn't able to pull them up on the app for some reason. I don't okay. know, normally, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's not. But this was kind of long, but it's good. So I mean, I'll read a couple things from it. This is from Big Bad Wolf 72 Nice. Love the sarcasm, but the thing I love the most, and he mentions mm. that he listens with his son, who's age 12, mm-hmm. is they listen like on their way to and from their trips, and they like that we share scripture, we don't cuss, and 
Yeah, I guess he thinks we're a little funny at times. And so, and his son's currently watching our YouTube channel. Brave. That's a brave kid right there. He says that we put ourselves out there as Christians and we don't apologize for it. That is very true because we're willing to send those, you know, random gear packages to people that even leave the negative reviews, but they're probably not listening anymore. So, this is from your brother in Christ, Charles. Man, we appreciate you leaving the review. And so, yeah, please send me your address yeah. and you got a package coming to you. We've got our email in the show description, of course. And, uh, yeah, what do you have a reaction to this one? I mean, you know, just straight from the heart. How can you hate that? Yeah. Uh, obviously a brave kid for watching our YouTube channel and all. Mm. What do we have, 12 followers? 13, 14, something Maybe. Like Ooh, with him, maybe 12, yeah. Smash that like button or subscribe button, as they say. Would um, yeah, thank you guys. That was really sweet. Kind words are always uh, an encouragement, especially when you co-host with a low-zinc, deficient, <laughs> low-confident person. So That's right. I appreciate that. Yeah. I had a little stronger reaction to this one, I'll be honest. I was like, you? yeah, Charles, you really want to expose your 12-year-old son to Derek's nonsense? Like, really? He's already probably listened to many episodes of, of both of our nonsense. Okay. I mean, did he find the episode where we were, like, bickering and fighting? That was a great episode. I mean, there's so much fodder. <laughs> Which one's that one? <laughs> for people. We got heated. It was one, I want to say season two. Oh, oh, the one where I started yelling at you? This is just just <laughs> just a recap for everybody else okay. who hasn't maybe heard or they forgot. Like this argument, like I was legit upset. I think you might have been too. I don't even remember. But are you ta- okay? I think you're talking about the one where I where it was something like little small changes or small upgrades that make a big difference. And you came out with your first answer was backpack and your second answer was sleeping bag, which of course no were two no of the biggest no. Ones. I think it was before this episode. Okay, that was a heated one for sure. The point is, is that one, usually Carl will resend me the episode once we're done editing and stuff to listen through it. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, we have to edit this like 15 <laughs> minute argument down to like four minutes because we will look so ridiculous. Oh. Um, I don't think we care was, about that anymore, but that was, that was no. that episode, by the way. That was the same one. Was it that episode? Yeah. Okay, then you're Cause right. Because yeah. I'll be honest, man. Like that was a couple of years ago, but I'm still kind of mad about it. You would be. You're a grudger. <laughs> He's a grudger. I'm a grudger. All right. Yeah. So if you want, if you are like the big bad wolf you sue and want a random gear package sent your way, please leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, they apparently are the king because that's where we're getting most of our downloads. I think that's where most people are getting their downloads. Not to slight the other podcast apps, but yeah, we would appreciate it. Other than that, let's see. Uh, Patreon, we got some bonus episodes. We got a lot of bonus episodes out there. We've got our trivia game show we've got gear you should avoid we've got some guest hosts we've got all sorts of awesomeness and some patreon trips coming up that are going to be one for the ages ages yeah as as rocky's band is named apparently so one w-o-n all right it's good all right that my friends all i got that is all i got uh guys uh next time you see People walking backwards on a Stairmaster, you know they've been talking to Carl. Run for the hills, upwards, not down. We'll see you next time. I want to fly. Around the world. So, yeah, you know, you know, we were we were talking about confidence and uh, and uh, insecurities and things like that. And uh, look, I mean. Uh, We've talked so many times about Carl just, you know, having issues on the trail, crying in the fetal position. There was there was just there was this one time I said, you know, I need to be that voice of inspiration, that encouraging voice. 
but he wasn't listening. So it was just more like, let's do something. So I saw him and, and, and he was crying and struggling. And you know what, guys? Once I loosened his Nalgene cap, he could finally take it off. And you should have seen that big boy smile. You know what I mean? And his, his bald head was glistening and the sun was shining and he drank that water. Four in the morning, Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.